Amen. All right. So <coughs> we're going to be reading from Deuteronomy. I know a little uh, <laughs> Old Testament here. I am an oldie at heart. Um, we're going to be reading Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. I am reading from the NIV version. It says, but you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say, the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large and the walls um, up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. And in the wilderness, there you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son. All the way you went until you reached this place. In spite of this, you did not trust the Lord your God, who went ahead of you on your journey, in fire by night and in cloud by day, to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. When the Lord heard what you said, he was angry. He solemnly swore, no one from this evil generation shall see the good land that I swore to give your ancestors, except Caleb, son of Jebunah, probably mispronounced that, <clears throat> He will see it, and he will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on, because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Because of you, the Lord became angry with me and said, you shall not enter it either. But your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will enter it. Encourage him, because he will lead Israel to inherit it. So what's going on right now in this text is Moses is giving us a bit of a summary of the Israelites' journey through the wilderness. And he's giving us a recap of, of how the Israelites over and over again chose not to trust in the Lord. And, and I thought to myself, you know, right now where we are as a body of Christ here at New Birth, We've seen the glory and the wonders of God. We've seen his hand cover us. And we know that he's taking us into more. That's the theme of this year, into more. But sometimes in our walk, we are in between glories. I know as Christians we say, mm, glory to glory, God. He brings me from mountaintop to mountaintop. But what happens when you find yourself in the low place, in between what God has done for you in your life and what he's going to do? So there are some things, some, some major keys, if you will, <laughs> that we need to understand if we're going to possess what God has for us. So... <clears throat> So they're in the wilderness, and um, it, it was just after God had, had uh, taken them out of bondage uh, in Egypt. And the minute that they get freedom, after seeing the glory of God, after seeing all that he has done, they start grumbling and complaining. Grumbling and complaining. I can't imagine sitting here and worshiping God 
seeing the goodness of God, and then in my next breath, complaining. Why do I have to go through this? If, you're, if, the, if God's so good, why, why am I dealing with this struggle? So I want to talk to you about major keys to victory. We, as a body of Christ, cannot be like the Israelites who wandered without faith. My first point to you is that we must renew our minds. We must renew our minds. Romans 12 <clears throat> says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Amplified Version I loved, it said, be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. So that means that if the Israelites had just walked out of, of, the, of the Red Sea dry, they should have been renewed progressively because they witnessed God, they saw his glory, and spiritually they should have been matured. What, what, let me put it in context. So I got this promotion, right? I've been praying for this promotion, but then, but then all of a sudden I get it, and my boss is annoying, and the pay isn't good, but you just saw the glory of God. He provided for you. What is a good thing if your mind cannot perceive the good thing? It is a curse because you can't perceive it. Your mind refuses to see what's really going on. We have to renew our minds to receive what God has for us. What worked when we were here will not work when we were there. It worked here. Oh, well, I, I've always been this way. And I got my promotion this way, so I'm going to stay this way. No, because in the new place, you have to create a new thing within you. That's how you receive it. The renewal of your mind. These are some of the things that the Israelites were failing at. These are major keys. The wilderness was not, not there to harm them. It was a place for them to grow and to change and to see provision. God said, I sent a cloud by day and a fire by night. It wasn't there so that you would wander. It was there because I was guiding you. But if you don't have the mind to perceive it, you will stay lost. You will stay stuck. The renewal of your mind. So then Moses leads the people, they're in covenant with God. They said, oh, thank you, God. You led us out of Egypt. Yes, let's make covenant with God. And so Moses leads them to Mount Sinai where he's going to get his instructions, what we know as the Ten Commandments. And when he goes up to the mountain, he's actually gone for several weeks. It doesn't read like that, but as I studied, I was like, oh, my God. Several weeks he was up there on the mountain speaking with God and getting instructions. Several Some of us can't pray for three minutes. Several weeks he was up there receiving instruction on how to lead, on how to gather some stiff-necked people, some stubborn people into the promise that God had for him because he knew it was no easy task. And while he is gone, the people of Israel, 
decide, oh, we, we, we can't see Moses. We don't know where he is. Let's make a calf, a golden calf, an idol, a statue. No power, can't speak, can't do nothing, no miracles happening. But we just want to see something we could praise. So they melt down their jewelry, and they build this calf, and then they throw a party. And Moses comes down from the mountain and sees the foolery. Absolutely. Could you ever walk into a situation, you walk in, you're just like, nope, don't want no part in it. Walk right back out. I, I mean, could you imagine? And guess what Moses does? This is a wise leader right here. Guess what Moses does? I'm going right back up to that mountain. Because you people are stubborn. I can't believe this. I need to get some clarity. I need some instruction. I need some direction of what to do with you. So he says, I'm going up to atone for your sins. Prayer. Prayer and relationship with God. That's what Moses is teaching us. We're not going to possess the next without some instructions. That is a major key. This seems simple. But how simple could it have been that a whole group of Israelites saved out of bondage couldn't follow it in the wilderness? It must not be that simple. We must, re this, this, we must renew our minds. Say, God, I know that you are faithful. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Let me walk in what you're doing. Let me walk in obedience. But then it also takes some obedience and, and, and some diligence and, and some determination to say, I'm going to seek the face of God. I got to know you to know what you, what you want me to do. You, you, you know some of, of your coworkers more than you know the character of God. If you knew the character of God, you knew that what you're going through right now is not in vain. It may look weary now, but your joy comes in the morning because that's the character of God, that he's good and he's always good. Jesus, he needs us to renew ourselves daily, daily. Daily, daily. What happened yesterday? That's yesterday. Today's a new day. Daily I renew myself. Daily I seek the face of God. Daily I have you fill me up, my God, with your spirit and your, and your Holy Spirit to, to guide me into what I'm doing. Daily. And what were the Israelites doing? Because Moses wasn't there gone for several weeks. Moses was basically their access point to God. When Moses is here, the miracles happen. When Moses is here, we, we see the wonders and glory of God. So Moses isn't here, so we need something to praise. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Can I tell you, I, I was saved at new birth. This, this, this auditorium is all I've ever known of new birth. This is my home. But I had to understand that God does not operate in just these four walls. The music is good, the lights, everything feels good. 
But what happens when God calls you to rely a little bit more on faith and a little less on sight? A, A little less on what you see and a little more on what you know of me. Do you know what it is to drive to points? I, I drive past OHS to go to Point Siena every Sunday. I'm like, oh, there's my church. Keep going. Because I know that what God is doing is bigger than what I can see with my own two eyes. That the call is not just for you all, but it's for everyone. In Point Siena, for Kissimmee, for Orlando, they all need Jesus. So the Israelites were walking by sight and not by faith. We need to learn as a people of God, if we're going to possess all that he has for us, that we're going to need to have a little bit of faith. Faith that what I know, what you share with me in our alone time, that it is enough to sustain me even when I don't see it. Even when I don't feel it, I know that you're enough. I know that you go before me. I know that you're moving. Major keys. Major keys for us to receive what God has for us. And here, uh, uh, while, while Moses goes back up to atone for their sins, and he's praying with God, and he's saying, oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do with these people. God says, you know what? I want you to go. I want you and the Israelites, and I want you to go to the promise, to, to the promised land, to the land that I promised your forefathers, your ancestors. And so he goes. He takes them, and he goes. But over And over and over again, the Israelites doubt. And they complain. And they grumble. And they don't have faith. And eventually, you know what happened? They disqualified themselves from the inheritance that was rightfully theirs. It was rightfully theirs. Are you going to allow the promise over your family to pass you by that you don't get to see it? Because the promise of God will happen anyway. So if it don't happen in you, it's going to happen in your children. But wouldn't it be great if you could witness the glory of God? Do not let it pass you by. The inheritance was rightfully theirs. The promise was theirs. And they disqualified themselves, took themselves right out of the race. Right out of the race. This part gets me. So I keep reading. It's not in Deuteronomy, um, where the passage that we read. But it does talk about when Moses and God are talking, and God says, you, you're not going to cross over. And he, he, Moses was full of faith. Moses was getting it right, better than the Israelites were. And he didn't even get to cross over. Why is that? Because the people of Israelite of, the, of Israel were relying on one man's faith to get them to cross over. One, oh well, Moses believes, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll be okay. We're we're gonna cross over. No, that's not how it happened. None of you are crossing over, including Moses. But God, in all His faithfulness, said, 
Moses, I'm going to let you see it. With your very eyes, I want you to see the promise. And then Moses passes away. And this is when Joshua gets appointed leader. Now imagine if Joshua, like the Israelites, had his faith wrapped up in one man. His promise would have died where Moses died. But because he had faith of his own, because the, the next generation, because Exodus generation disqualified themselves, but the younger generation, they believed. They had faith of their own. It was not borrowed. We're living off of some borrowed faith. The faith of your mother and your grandmother praying for you, yes, it got you here. But it's not going to get you over there. If you want more of what God has for you, he's going to require more of you, of you individually. Faith allows us to wait in the wilderness, in the low place. We wait for instruction. We wait for instruction. When we walk by sight, we get distracted by every shiny little thing. I want to be here because the lights are bigger and everybody's here to watch me. No, God's calling you to the small thing. And when you're obedient in the small thing, he gives you the big thing. So he walked him out right of bondage and he puts them in the wilderness and they failed. That's why they didn't see their promise. But us as a body of Christ, we must learn from the word. They made a mistake, but we don't have to. He wants you to renew yourself in him each day. He wants you to walk by faith. Your faith. And when everybody in this room has faith, oh my God, mountains move. We cannot rely on one man's faith to get us to the next place, God, because God is bringing new birth somewhere big. But we cannot rely on one man's prayer life, one man's relationship with God. We all have to be a part of it. The promise is not for one man. It's for all of you. He is the shepherd leading you into the next. These are the major keys if we're going to possess, to inherit the goodness of God. The old thing does not work anymore. We have to be made new in him. Father, Father, I pray that this word would transform the way that your people see and interact with you. That they would be on fire for your word. That they would want to go after you. My God, we need more of you and less of the idea of you. I don't want to raise my hands and clap and come dressed up to church. No, I want to experience something. I want transformation that not only I can stand on, but the generations behind me can stand on. A firm foundation. Something that's not faltering here and there. The minute that we don't see him, the minute that we don't see Moses, oh God, 
oh, oh, everything's going to just break apart. No, because you have foundation. You have faith. Go ahead and stand up to your feet. I know this is the shortest preaching ever. Stand up to your feet. Every individual in this place has a promise, has a will. God has a plan. Not only as one body as new birth, but individually, he's making a way. The book you want to write, the song you want to do, the promotion that you want, the house that you're praying for, he has it for you. But to possess that thing, if we're going to possess that thing, he's going to require more of us. Lift your hands and receive this, receive this. God, I pray every promise, every promise that you've prayed over your children, my God, every good thing that you have for them, I pray that heaven would open up right now and that they would receive it, oh God, that their hearts would perceive the good thing that you're doing. Oh God, we know that you can do it because we've seen it. We've tasted and we've seen what Moses only saw. Joshua got to taste and he got to see it because there was faith. Jesus, we pray in a fresh, a fresh recollection of you. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. Jesus, we receive it. We receive it. And if there's anyone who wants to come up to this altar and receive the goodness and the power of God, it is here for you. Oh. Jesus. If there's anyone who, who says, I, I need you, God. I've been doing this in my own strength, in my own power, but I need the power of God. Jesus, all right. Father God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for all that you've done with us this morning. My God, we pray that you would be exalted. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.